Hi, everybody, and welcome to an edition of Coach's Corner, where I answer listeners' questions. I've got some great questions for you today, one about how to not take on people's stuff, especially if you're a coach or a therapist, or even if you're a personal trainer, massage therapist, if you're working with people in any way, even if you work in, in the customer service department, it's an important thing to know about how not to take on other people's stuff. So I'll answer that question. And then my second question is about restarting a new career later in life, like in your 50s, and how to keep your mojo and momentum going and not getting discouraged. But first, I want to invite you to something really special. For years, people have been asking me to facilitate a retreat for men and women. And I've always wanted to do that. I love working with men. We have so many men that listen to the show. I work with a lot of one-on-one clients who are men. But when it came to facilitating a retreat, I just really wanted to co-facilitate it with an awesome man. And it's finally happening. A lot of you know, one of my best friends in the world is Aubrey Marcus, And he is the CEO and founder of a company called Onnit. But more than that, he is up to big things in the world. He has a huge mission to just lift the consciousness of the planet. And we are facilitating a retreat together in Austin, my hometown, and one of my favorite cities over Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have a lot of experiential processes, coaching, yoga, meditation, breath work, ecstatic dance. You do not want to miss this. I'll put the link in my show notes. You can come as a couple. You can come as an individual. You can come in any relationship status. We're going to be talking about love. Love, practice makes the master is the name of the retreat. And we'll be talking about your relationship with yourself, your romantic relations, and your relationship with your higher power, your purpose, your community. Again, Don't miss it. I'm so excited about this one. And we are about closed for my Bali retreat. So if any part of you is thinking about it, I suggest you email Jill at Christine Hassler super fast because we are about to close enrollment on that. All right. So let's get on with the questions. The first is from Jennifer and she writes, dear Christine, I'm in graduate school for therapy and I've been working with clients for almost two years. I find that while I'm getting better at leaving my mind at work, I continue to feel physiologically stressed at night. For example, I have stomach aches, lots of muscle tension and headaches. Sometimes I cope by emotional eating, smoking weed or drinking a glass of wine. I'm not sure how to get rid of the physical stress I carry in my body after work. Are there any exercises or resources that you can recommend to help me get into my body and relieve me of this unease? I don't want to sponge my client's stress as it decreases my quality of life and ability to serve as a therapist. Yes, yes, yes. You do not want to do that. And this is what a lot of therapists and people that work with people experience. They experience burnout and they have a hard time seeing person after person because they end up taking stuff on. So I'm so glad you're bringing this up. And it also connects back to this week's coaching episode with Kathy. That was episode 84, where I talk about the difference between sympathy and compassion. So be sure to go back and listen to that episode and I'll review a bit of what I talked about now as well. And I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. So one of the main ways we take on other people's stuff is when we're in sympathy and judgment rather than acceptance and compassion. As a therapist, you're most likely hearing people talk about their challenges and it's very normal and human to judge them. And I'm not talking about judging them in a, wow, this person is really messed up kind of way. I'm talking more about judgment, like, wow, this is tough. I can't believe this person is going through this. You see, we get invested in their challenges 
And it's the kind of judgment that comes up when we form any kind of opinion about what they're going through. I intend as a coach to be as neutral as I possibly can, which helps me stay in compassion, not sympathy. Sympathy has a twinge of feeling sorry or bad for the person. And the minute we do that, we take on their stuff and we end up feeling depleted. So let's talk more about the physical symptoms you're experiencing. I believe the first reason you're experiencing them is because there's some kind of judgment or sympathy happening. There may be a judgment or expectation of yourself that you're supposed to fix them and that caring about them means carrying their problems and feeling so much pressure in your session to fix or save them. But remember, that's not your job. Whenever we're working with an individual, it's their job to save themselves. We're there to create the loving space of unconditional presence and acceptance. We're there to model that part of them that says, you're okay. You can do it. I believe in you. We're there to build rapport and build trust. We're there to give them tools and teach them tools and serve them and encourage them. But we're not saviors. We're not God. So we can't take on our client stuff like it's our own. So let's talk about kind of the physiological symptoms you're experiencing. Also, since we're energetic beings, it's important that we protect our energy a bit. So even if in our mind we're not taking stuff on, when people are releasing stuff, if they're if they're crying or they're talking about stuff or they're just venting, then that energy can get in us. And this this works for anyone that works with people. Again, I mentioned the customer service example. If you work in that and people are venting at you all day, it's like you're kind of taking on their stuff too. So how do you protect your energy? So the thing that I do is every morning in my meditation, at the end of my meditation, I just ask to be cleared by light from the highest source. And I imagine this beautiful column of light just descending over me like gentle rainwater. And I just see anything that's no longer serving me just melting out through my feet back down into earth. And then I ask to be filled, surrounded, and protected with golden white light. And then I literally imagine myself in this bubble or sometimes I cocoon myself or even put like a cube of light around me so that I'm not defensive. My heart is still open, but I'm just protecting my energy. The other thing that I do, and this was taught to me by some of my spiritual teachers, is imagine a purple flame in my belly area. Oftentimes our second and third chakra, like our belly area, is where we kind of take on a lot of gunk. So stomach aches, bloating, like all that kind of stuff is a lot of times because that kind of energy that's flying around gets stuck there. So I'll imagine just a purple flame just burning away anything that doesn't serve me, anything that doesn't belong to me. Now, just some other tactical things. Drink tons of water. You're probably getting a headache because judgment and you're dehydrated. So drink, 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 water, 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 not wine. The wine is contributing to the headaches because it's dehydrating you. It's lowering your energetic vibe. And anytime we are working with people, when we have alcohol in our system, it cuts off our third eye a little bit. So I, if I'm facilitating or teaching or speaking, I make sure I don't have any alcohol the night before or two days before. I want to be really clear. Now, if I'm about to go into a long retreat, I just will be really clear the whole week beforehand. I'm not a big drinker anyway, but I definitely cut it out completely if I'm going to facilitate or work with someone because I want to be able to use my intuition more than my own physical energy and my own mind. 
And when we have any alcohol or drugs in our system, same thing for pot, it can kind of cut off that connection a little bit. So you want to stay super, super clear. Also clear your space. Have a candle burning all the time in your sessions. Burn sage or incense. You can even get bells. Sound is a great clearing tool. Chime the bells in between each session and just clear the space. And at night, do release writing, you know, where you just stream of conscious, let it go. Anything that you've taken on, any client you're thinking about, just write it out, write it out, write it out, rip it up, burn it. And definitely every night, shower, 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 shower. You don't have to necessarily wash your hair, but shower and imagine the water is just washing off anything that doesn't serve you and see it going into the drain and then send all your clients light and love for their highest good. Remember, They don't belong to you. You are not their God. Send them your love. Send them your prayers. But cut the cords. You can even imagine yourself cutting the cords so that you're not taking them on. Moving on to my next question from James. James writes, I am struggling with my job. I have been working in an office job for over 30 years. Never really been happy with it. Stayed mostly due to fear and money issues. I'm 54 and I want out. I'd gone to school a number of years ago for my contractor's license, but it's just very hard to get a job in that field without someone helping you get your foot in the door. I came close last year, but it didn't happen. The person I thought was going to hire me ended up kind of disappearing and now he's retired. I'm just extremely disappointed and wondering if I should just give up. Is this the universe's way of telling me that? So first, James, I acknowledge you for the time you did spend in your office job and your commitment to getting out and not playing it safe anymore. Good for you. And 54 is not too old to restart. And I'm saying that to you and anyone listening. So no, I don't think just because that one job opportunity did not come through that that's the universe's way of telling you to give up because the universe wants us to have what we want. We're the ones that get in our way. The universe doesn't. So my guess here, James, is this is a confidence and belief block in your case. Just because one door closed doesn't mean all of them are closed. Given you'd worked for someone for three decades, you probably do not have a lot of confidence or belief in yourself as an entrepreneur, as someone who's self-employed, as a contractor. You know, so you need to build your confidence in terms of your ability to start a new career. Again, it is never too late and you cannot give up. You've got to hustle now. This is something that you didn't have to do in the corporate world, but it's imperative you do this now. So in terms of hustling, the first thing is get yourself inspired. So glad you're listening to this podcast. Listen to other ones where they're really talking about being entrepreneur and starting your own thing. You know, some of my favorites are School of Greatness, Art of Charm, Tim Ferriss, even Joe Rogan, like some of that masculine energy, get some of that in there and get some hustle going so that you can really start to get your mojo back on and really learn. And also what's so great is that you really want to be employed as contractor of some kind. And there are so many sites that can help you with that. Like TaskRabbit, for example, is one that I've used when I moved into my new place, when I needed some plumbing work done and some basic contracting work done. And you just download the app and you can hire somebody that has those skills. So look into submitting yourself to something like TaskRabbit or Angie's List or Craigslist. Put your services out there so you can start to build your resume. If you really want this and you really like it, then you can do it. But don't collect evidence for all the reasons why not. Stay focused on your vision. Leverage that disappointment 
transform that disappointment into inspiration. No entrepreneur, no one who's made a change, no one who's self-employed, no one who's gone after something they really want didn't ever have struggle and didn't ever get disappointed. That's why I wrote Expectation Hangover, because I know the opportunities that come from disappointment. So don't give up. Thank you, James. And thank you to Jennifer for your questions. If you have a question or you want to be on the air live with me, again, it's assist at christinehassler.com. You can email her a question and be sure to specify if you'd like to be on the show live as well, because when openings open up, I send them to that list first. Sending you so much love and many blessings, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Mm